It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Very conditional relationship we have. Consequence Podcast Network. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network Thanks as always for making your way here, checking out the series and the episodes. Of course, uh, please do hit that subscribe button if you if you like what you hear, what you see. Uh, I do three new interviews every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover those new ones too. You can do so at, uh, at Spotify, Apple Podcast, at NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Uh, some of my recent uh, guests have included uh, Art Alexakis of Everclear, Paul Rogers, uh, Rufus Wainwright, The Kills, Japanese House, Boy Named Banjo, Brandon Flowers of The Killers, uh, Chris Shiflett from The Foo Fighters, Liz Fair, Sarah Silverman, Duff McKagan of Guns N' Roses, Felicia Day, Susan Tedeschi, Josh Radner from How I Met Your Mother and Fleischman is in Trouble, Kristen Hirsch from The uh, Throwing Muses, and the uh, filmmakers behind uh, the Apple TV Plus series Lessons in Chemistry. Just an example of what you get when you subscribe to the Kyle Meredith with podcast. And that's me, Kyle Meredith, today catching up with Gavin Rosdell of Bush. The band are back with a, a new greatest hits. It's called Loaded, the greatest hits, 1994 to 2023. We're going to be uh, discussing, uh, well, let's see, the uh, the band's popular resurgence. Uh, we'll compare the uh, the lineups of the bands, the uh, the 90s version and the uh, relaunch 2010s version. Uh, hear about the new single, Nowhere to Go But Everywhere. Uh, also, Gavin's going to consider the band's B-sides. Really, I'm going to nerd out about them. Uh, his preference for the uh, Mouth remix from the soundtrack to uh, American Werewolf in Paris and why they chose to cover the Beatles' Come Together, which is also included on this new Best Up. Uh, we also hear his thoughts on the Las Vegas venue, The Sphere, that uh, you know, you two launched a residency in. How that might challenge artists to rethink their uh, live show, as well as news on the next Bush record, which could be done by the summer. All that and more as we dig into Loaded, the greatest hits, 1994 to 2023. It's Kyle Meredith with Gavin Rosdell of Bush. Here we are again. I think this has become our uh, our our little yearly talk, our little annual 
conversation here. Well, there's a lot to catch up on. I don't know. We'll try and put in, what have we got, 20 minutes, an hour, three hours? Yeah, it's anywhere between 20 minutes and three hours, whatever, however it lands. But it is like, I, I was thinking, so what we're talking about this time, you've got uh, Bush has a new greatest hits. It's called Loaded, the greatest hits, 1994 to 2023. And there's there's new music on here, mostly, you know, we're looking back at the past. But but along with this and the touring, and, and I don't know if it's my perception, but it feels like somehow you're busier now than usual like in the past five six years is that does it is that perception or is that accurate are you really that busy because we've had multiple albums even with the pandemic and it seems like non-stop touring yeah yeah i think that um you know the thing is is that um sometimes you work hard i think like like making things i always liken it to like a carousel so if you make things so basically i've always worked really hard but somehow in the last few years, I've just worked, it feels like we worked smarter so that everything we've done has been more focused. I, it's, you know, I have a, a new manager for the last five years or whatever. So with him, we, it was like, I just felt I was really working hard, but there was a sense of like maybe chasing our tail a little bit and like not as, didn't have great management. So, you know, didn't really have the direction, I think was not as focused as it is now since we came with our, with Katsis, we have like, um, it's, things are so st strategic because there's no wasted time and we are working hard enough and I'm away a lot. It's really hard with my boys, but I'm spending a lot of time with them. It, you know what really messes up, to be honest? The one, the one area of my life that gets screwed up and squashed and ignored is my private life. Because I'm either touring and I come home and my kids are in my, yeah, I'll be back. And I'm like, okay, great. So there's actually no time, not much time, as much time as people would would normally like to have a super private life, you know. Uh, so I'm finding my way, and you know, it's 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 okay. I'm not looking for a sympathy. I seeing someone great, but uh, I don't have enough time with her. Do you, do you find that that affects then uh, writing because? Because not having that personal time to to me would seem like you're missing the moment. And, and, you know, you can always reach for the bigger topics and you do well at those as well. But do you find that that affects it in that way? Oh, no, I have a, a freaking storage, an enormous warehouse full of issues and complaints that I, I can dip into at any point to write a song. It just goes on. It's just like endless toilet roll. You're good for another few decades, even if you had, you know, right. Yeah, just like, well, beyond my sell-by date, which don't, I'm not asking, don't write in about that, anyone. I'm not interested in knowing your idea of my sell-by date. I'm very aware of my own sell-by date. That's why I keep working and keep tap dancing. I don't want to get tapped on the shoulder. Ask to get out of the competition, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's time to end. Well, thankfully, you're still doing this, and and what a hell of a collection! Uh, and of course, what's great about this new greatest hits is there's sort of for a lot of us longtime fans, there's there's the the first half of the band, and then the second half of the band after you after you all return. It's the first time these songs have came together. In the business sense, was that tricky? Did you already own the masters of the old stuff? Was there like De La Soul finally, you know, coming to streaming? Like there was a lot of tap dancing to, to borrow your phrase there like right. for someone who's had a career this long and for multiple labels you know what, what does that look like when you put this together oh guys no that wasn't that wasn't too bad at all um that was that was that was 
that was okay because we have one label that owns the catalog that we put out with Roundhill. And then since then, we just, um, I think it's been mainly been BMG and, you know, Atlantic were, were fine. I think about if we had any hits off that record, it was a great record, Golden State. I don't know if anything is on there from Golden State. I hope so. That's a people that we love and uh and inflatable. Love. Yeah, inflatable. Both of those are on there. Yeah. So yeah, in that situation, they're they're more than happy to put it on a record and get prorated. Uh, you know, they're not they're not they're not a charitable organizations, far from it. And not, not Atlantic itself was a nightmare for me. Um but uh yeah, they you know, they just make a deal where you say, hey, this song is going to be asleep unless we do you want to put this song on something that's a, a woken up, woke, a woke record. So uh, we made a woke record. <laughs> and so, that, that's not an issue. That's not an issue. I, I left in scope of, you know, of my own. When I knew that when I did the solo record, it didn't work. Well, it had this same record on it, excuse me, but I didn't. Um, I wanted to go back to Bush so bad. I knew that in scope would be like Jimmy would be like we don't want to do that and I just didn't want to be one of the, you know didn't want you to hear that I got dropped from Interscope or anything like that so I called Jimmy up and I was like this is the hardest conversation I've ever wanted to have but um, I want to do Bush again I, I I know that's not what what you see in me and in the label and in the future of rock music and so I just don't want to get dropped so <laughs> <laughs> um, which is ironic if you think about it if we we just stayed on there. And kept making the music we did and bumbled along, they'd be more than happy to have us on the label. Very happy to have us on the label. So uh Jimmy proves once again that no one's always right. <laughs> Definitive statements like Kevin Rust. <laughs> yeah, well it is. No one's always right. And and, and I, I considered that. I considered that those times in between the Bush eras, like and you know, because the first solo track that I remember, like Adrenaline. Like adrenaline to me could live on this as a greatest hits, you know. Like, oh sure, I'm, we're going to do another greatest hits because there's like four or five songs, five songs we didn't put on there that quite difficult. Uh, War Machine, uh, Mad Love, and I I really like those. I I I love those songs. It was a weird one. In fact, it's the record I was least involved in. Wanted to be my manager. One of my managers was like hounding me about the songs and the order, and was really diligent with me. And for some reason, they kept be like. Just do it chronologically, do it chronologically. Don't make it, you know. And so they told me that there'll be a deluxe version, <laughs> deluxe greatest hits, with the other songs on it and something else coming out. So then I said, well, as long as they're all on there, I don't think about it. So I don't even know fully what all the songs are on it. It's sort of like I didn't want to, I'm more interested, I'm sit. I'm looking at new music on this in my studio now. It's like, I can't help it as a songwriter. You want to just be, always forging forward and I'm so proud of that and in fact doing the press on it talking to you I was in New York a couple of weeks ago and um did a whole week of press on it and it's only by doing the press that I sort of began to enjoy it and get the measure of it and be like yeah okay this is something to look back it's like looking behind you you've got a huge Mount Everest of three thirty years of, of, of work and toil and this and that and of life and um I didn't want to focus on it. And it's only by actually doing the interviews. I really enjoyed the artwork. The artwork I got super into because it was new. It was, it was new. But the idea of the other songs was like my management. Like just doing the chronological order. It should come out as the songs came out. That's why that was my opinion about it. So it wasn't emotional. It just was the facts. And we'll be right back right after this. 
Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription-strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Gavin Rosdell. Well, again, and, and for us fans, though, this is a nice because we run the journey with you, you know, in our own ways, you know, and and, and, and as people say, soundtrack of your life. Yeah. And I, I, you know, it's funny because music, I say so much of like is inanimate in until someone hears it. It doesn't mean anything. It needs ears for it to be something. So it's hearing it back and then considering other people's journeys to it and connections to it and in truth in turn my own you know what i mean my, my own journey you know of this all the songs i was in different places my life is in different stages different chapters so it speaks volumes to my own life and it's beautiful that it speaks to other people's lives and people i've met and talked to this what they, they're saying to me so it's, it's kind of fun for that and I'm, i don't know what else i could have done differently but i could have been a bit more focused on the order of the songs or what the songs were and my poor manager was reading me all the time about it, saying, you really got to focus on this. I was like, you'll be fine, you do it. Chronological. <laughs> but I think it's even chronological. I hope it is. Don't tell me it isn't. It is. I, I believe I believe everything's chronological. If it's not, it's close to it. Because, yeah, it, it starts, of, of course, with uh, you know, the record. Yeah, the records are in order. And, and, and it's interesting. You know, I keep coming back to that because, you know, um, up until 
the hiatus and come back and and then you know you get uh the sound of winter which was end up just being this great return especially i don't know how it felt then in hindsight it looks like the proof you know the proof that you still had something and it was real and it charted but at the same time so he's number one for nine weeks yeah right like how do you see that in the storyline because at the same time like it's a different band than what we had before and and you had had different bands in between with your solo band and 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 the other projects and so this is a different band but it's still bush how do you see it in the timeline and does that matter as much for you like what made it bush well clearly my voice would be the first thing i would think and my aesthetic you know i was very lucky in the first incarnation to have an incredibly perfect you know uh band to play with you know that like, nigel incredible guitar player and it's funny i watched howard stern uh, rerun of swallow the other day and i was like sometimes i don't like playing swallow because it doesn't feel as heavy as the new songs we have and i'm like that but this version we got on howard stern was so vital and really good and not not lopey loopy and soft it just was really i was like oh god that song's way better than i realized so I was like, oh, man, the song is much better. It kind of reinvigorated it for me. So I was lucky with that band. And then, you know, obviously with this, the, these guys, they're really, really, really good band. And so they just elevate what I do. And, you know, songwriters, you know, they need, it's great having a lead guitar player who kind of elevates your songs and gives you lovely parts to go with it and does their job really well. And I've, I've had two, I'm two for two in Bush. So I think that's a great, strength and what also is really good is that they're uh, quite different different approaches to guitar so it doesn't they don't um it's not like some people can replace uh, members of bands and you want them to be exactly the same you want them to be the same you know there's lots of things people do it with singers you know i, I don't know the guy in journey who sounds like uh, the journey singer you know um you bands have the choice of either going. So I, I, by choosing Chris, I instinctively or intrinsically went for, uh, had a different sound. I knew there'd be a different sound from it. But that allowed it to just kind of move with the times. And Chris has a great pedigree, orange nine millimeter helmet. He's like, okay, what's happening for you on your New York street scene? In fact, the latest stuff is even more. Well, we did the Institute, the band, he didn't, the side project was Institute. And that was an insight into what, how amazing Chris is. And uh, and now with the stuff that we do, it just plays into his wheelhouse even more. He's so versatile, but I think that's what it is. The Sound of Winter just had that, I don't know uh, uh, why, Just uh, it just sort of feels like consistent. So. Yeah, and you mentioned Swallow, and I should, I should point out, the last time I saw you, you were here in Louisville, and uh, uh, we, we met backstage, and I brought up that you weren't playing anything from Razorblade, which is probably my favorite and i love the production on what you and albini did and the songs and you did you played swallowed that night for the first time on the tour and that was still one of my favorite live moments this whole year so thank oh, good. you good like well the, uh, yeah I, I it's funny how you get in your own head about songs and records and um you know the funniest part is the forever doing sets especially at um festivals that were uh with hits and the detune songs. And that's really what led to me after the Black White Rainbows to be like, this is nuts. Just 
you're getting so much fun out of the beaching stuff. This record is really bruised and um, broken person record. Now let's get your let's get your 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 rising out of the flames and just like get your shit together. Get your shit together and fucking detune that guitar. So that's what I did. And get it lower and lower. And now it's like, and I and I I have this incredible lease of life on it and enjoyment. Um, uh, this journey that I'm on of sound and I, I look down here like a widow because I'm looking at that screen with music on it uh, of of stuff for new stuff because I think that so much of our uh, resurgence and 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 uh, ability to having such a great time is the consistency we may be over touring but it's definitely you know i'm already being asked i will be being asked like for a record for early next year for summer you know i know that's coming so i'm just uh getting prepared really. the stuff that we've been talking about for the last few years i still listen to regularly bullet hose flowers on a grave you know and and and, and the album all, all, all the albums uh I mean, you're, you're you're in pretty good rotation around my house anyway. I'm glad that I don't have to pay you every single time I listen like a radio station would, or uh, you'd pretty much take our bank account around here. But but the stuff is so good. And, and there's the new song on here. You know, as we're talking about the past, you did include something on here with uh, Nowhere to Go But Everywhere. What's the story behind this one? It was first suggested by my perfect manager, one of my perfect managers, that uh, it was a cover of a of a song I did, um, it was a 21 Pilots song I did for a show, for a um, Cirque du Soleil show that never came out. And the show, obviously the pandemic hit, so it was, it was actually really good fun. Um, um, and so that was suggested as the song for the greatest hits. I was like, oh my God, what do you mean? There's no one, it's all right, people like new music. I said, we can't have a greatest hits and a new song on there that I didn't write, you know? So that seemed, seemed weird to me. So the only way I could uh, state my case was was not by protesting and um, stamping my feet, was to just write a song that I felt was more indicative of, well, that, that I, I wrote, and uh, encompassed the whole 30 years. Something about it that would straddle. And all I wanted to do, and I've said it before, but I don't mind saying it again because I don't mind it's in the vernacular, that it's like um, we're in the universe, you know, uh, you know, that Days of Our Lives, the Queen song. I don't know if you remember that song. And I, I remember as a kid singing it when I first knew that the, the great Freddie Mercury wasn't well. He looked really un, he looked skinny, like unwell skinny in the video. And that song was just these were the days of our lives. And it was felt really, it's so I, that song as a kid was, was one of the songs, I didn't know why, but I think the musical changes, it just really affected me. I just knew it was mournful and I didn't even know that word, but I knew it was mournful. And uh, so when I wrote this, when I was doing a song for it, that's when I, when I hit those, that music, I just felt like it did the right thing. And then I just, um, I ended up writing a song about my friendships and my friends over the years versus any lovers or, she hurt me again, you know, boo-hoo, she's horrible, left me for a, you know, whatever. It's like, I, um, yeah, so it's just one of those songs where it just, that you know, really, really came quick and it was really exciting to send to my friends that I'd grown up with, my three best friends at my sort of circle, um, send it to them and be like, you know, it's our song, fellas. <laughs> they prefer, <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're happy for me. And we'll be right back, right after this. Hey, welcome to Kyle Meredith with 
Consequence, where we check out some cool new things happening on the uh, Consequence Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Meredith, and today I get to talk to uh, Ann Erickson, host of our new Consequence Podcast, Beyond the Boys Club. Hey, Kyle. And congratulations on Beyond the Boys Club. Uh, well, what can you tell us about it? Four years ago, I started a column published on Consequence called Beyond the Boys Club. The goal was to spotlight the women making a name for themselves in rock and metal. All these artists share their passion for music and their stories of breaking barriers as women in the music industry. This fall, we're taking the conversation further in the Beyond the Boys Club podcast. The interview series will welcome amazing female and non-binary artists from across the genre spectrum to share their stories and triumphs as they follow the beat of their own drum and shake up the scene. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to check it out. And we should all check it out because Beyond the Boys Club arrives uh, twice monthly uh, on Tuesdays, wherever you get your podcasts. Great talking with you, Anne. Thanks, Kyle. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Gavin Rosdell. And and to say, um, because I think there's also a cover, like I saw Come Together and I haven't heard it, but I, yeah. I've heard that you, that's the Beatles cover, right? Didn't write that one. Didn't right. write that one. Because that one's existed for, I think, I think maybe it leaked. I don't know where it was originally. Yeah, on, it I know like I can find it of, on YouTube. Yeah, it sort of came out, didn't it? And then didn't come out. And it was no fanfare. And it seemed like an appropriate time to put that on there in the kind of collection stuff. It's, it's a great, it's a great version of it. Because I always think this, that you should uh, keep the vocal melody the same. I can't, people that change vocal melodies when they do covers shouldn't do covers. And that's even people in their own their own songs and people singers redo their melodies live. I just just it's just I don't think it's right. It's this is not fair. Um, and um, yeah, but but I think it's good if you give the music something different, a little twist, something different. Uh, and Chris did a really cool kind of teaching line with it. So so that's worked out good. So it was always such a crowd favorite to play, of course. And the Beatles themselves, because we follow the arrangement, we themselves never put Come Together on the first time it goes to the music. But everybody live wants to sing it. So they just start, they go, come to, and they all go, no, no, they realize it's not yet. You gotta wait for that. Probably should just put it on there and be a crowd favorite. Yeah, just fucking sing it, it's fine. <laughs> you sing it. I, I like it though, because it that it almost represents because I'm 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 as much of a fan of what I would call your B-sides as I am the hits. You know, and because I was I was looking through even some of the other covers, Level Tears Apart that you've done, Landslide. Then there's the songs like Year of Danger, Ghost, Broken TV. You know, like now that you've got a greatest hits, I always I anytime a band does this, I'm like, cool, follow that with a B-size record. People do greatest hits. Not enough bands do B-size records. And I've like Incesticide, my favorite Nirvana album. Sawdust, my favorite Killers record, because there's something about the outcasts, you know, that play together in their own way really nicely. Yeah, well, that's a good idea, actually, because I could do it. I could add those B-sides to the five songs that didn't make it on The Greatest Hits. So it's a good idea. Good good, good teamwork. Good teamwork. <laughs> we could talk more often. <laughs> I'll just, you just put my name in the credit. That's all I need. That's That's all I need. But that also reminds me, like, because uh, I was going to bring up, uh, you know, Deconstructed even has its moment here on The Greatest Hits, of course, with that Stingray remix of Mouth. Did you ever have a preference in, because that one tied to the movie, was it American Werewolf in Paris? Um, 
it, it was tied to that. Did you ever have a preference in that remix versus the uh, Razorblade version uh, as a favorite? Yeah, I thought the the, uh, the 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 race blade one is a bit maudlin, and I like the I prefer the the kind of more upbeat style of of uh, the remix. Um, but it's funny because there's a sort of uh, yeah, I, I like playing this. I want to know how we'd do it on this tour. And I'm confused. So if we did it on this tour, we'd have to do it um, like that version because you can't do the it has to it has to be that. So I've got to figure that shit. Yeah, another thing. Good, good point. Good point. Happy to help. So or cause problems. Think, I'm not sure what I'm doing right now. <laughs> you're consulting for me. It's great. You're like, have you thought about this? Did you finish your eggs? Yeah. <laughs> we'll start there next. That's the we'll we'll take the easier stuff after this. Um, I mean, it's it's a great collection. It really is. And even the songs, like, it, of course, it's fans who are always going to argue, you know, the ones that aren't, that didn't make it. Like you said, the leftovers, and I'd love to, I, I can't wait to see what those well, are. Well, no, the, the only way that I was placated on that was I was told that there would be, there 100% will be um, a follow-up. So it'll be probably the same, pink, you know, the pink cover, but in bright yellow. It'll be, the, it'll be like some little twist, and then there'll be the these songs. Because it's only for people to enjoy or not. It's not we're not, you know, it's like you can't, it's the, you just provide it and people listen to it if they want. We haven't quite got the Apple uh, software to give it to everyone, you know, on everyone's Spotify. Like the minute you try and order DoorDash, the Bush Greatest Hits comes up. The B-Sides, not even the B-Sides, every time it Uber Eats, Bush B-Sides. U2 is still suffering for that. U2 is still, no matter the, which, what that band does, I go to a comment section like, here's a new song because we're opening up the sphere in Vegas. And everybody's like, and it's going to be on my iPhone. Like, did you let you got to let it, the joke die, guys. It, it happened 10 years ago. Wow, what a great, I look fantastic. That, um, I mean, I, I'm planning on going. I don't know when I'm going, but they, they basically, I will be going. I can't wait. I love that band. And um, it looks just insane. I just was thinking, I try to be confused as how why everyone's going to do after that. Like, you know, everyone's just sat there. They look like these tiny, like stick figures, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Um, so I, I, I'm just intrigued how it's going to play out. What, so every band just goes in there, plays that capacity, it's arena size, and it has the most incredible shows. It's just, it's just, there's an infinite number of things you could do. Just ask AI. Well, that's that's it. Like uh, to, to further on your point, because what the sphere is putting into the conversation, and and Taylor Swift and her latest show, you know, and that's that's going to be in the people the way people have talked about this Eras tour. Like, sure, you can still be a band that just comes out on stage and plays, and if you got great songs, everybody's going to be there to sing along. But it feels like we're in a moment uh, of a challenge. Like there's a challenge presented. Like everybody upping their games as entertainers? Does that, is that, from your point of view, how does that feel? Well, from my point of view, you're talking about the, the, the real 1%, the real four 5% of the music world. And the saddest thing that, that I think happens now is that because the arse has fallen out of the world so much the business and for bands, um, young up and coming middle bands, it's torture. So I don't quite know how they're expected to present shows that um that speaks what you you mean you know yeah i think that you know like 
top top level bands yeah and that's bands way bigger than we are i mean i can't afford to play the sphere and keep up with what you two are doing no i mean taylor can um but not many people i mean really it's the stadium crew it was what was are there 20 stadium acts are there 20 25 yeah, I mean, maybe but you know even considering like stop making sense you know they got the uh the re-release with talking heads i mean that didn't need a stadium he walked out with a boom box and set it down and they figured out how to put on a great show and it sure it built on that and there, there was lots of stuff but it definitely wasn't a stadium show yeah i mean you mean the the theatricality is you know is is, is in and, and yeah it's sort of exhausting especially if you're the songwriter because it's like that used to be enough to be an exciting band have great songs is decent light i remember being when we toured with the jesus lizard and we took them, Orno and Shellac do it too. All those bands, Shellac, Jesus Lizard, Fugazi, all those great bands that the kids don't really know about. That was all in white light. Nothing changed. Like really subversive. No, it's just this. And that was kind of refreshing. So whenever we go extremely high theatre, it's then really beautiful to come in and, and go really, really simple. But I mean, ultimately, it's good news for the audience if people are considering ways to be as creative as possible to present their shows. Exhausting if you're like me and you're like, oh, I do have a good stage design guy that you just worked with on the last tour. So it would be his problem and I disagree or not, not agree. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, being creative is good, isn't it? You know, interesting ways of doing things is good. Uh, the hip hop world, all the sort of one, whether it was Kanye, you know, that one person lone person on the stage was kind of a new thing and so it's always evolving always changing and yeah for me shows should be looked at how do i keep the uh you know the, the audience mesmerized from start to finish and whatever that takes is whatever you should do within your budget mm. well again the songs hold true and i did like your stage design uh, on this last tour, that was noticeable. The lights look great. We never, we never done that sort of. Like, you know, we, ne you know, we never been that fancy. It's always like, all right, Bob, like, get, try and put the light on me. I'll be here, right? Just get it right. Not too rock. Not too traditional. Okay. Because I know you and I both uh, are 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 big uh, fans of of the Bowie. The guy figured out how to do it. Everything. I mean, holding your attention, whether it was big or small. Yeah, no glass spiders. That, that was a, that was the wrong turn. I would say. That was too much. I was like, I didn't want and to sometimes look. we go too much. Yeah, right. But he was coming off labyrinth, so in hindsight, it made sense. And then when he'd step on stage with his band and just singing and playing, that was enough for me. I was like, oh my god, this is enough for me. He's so incredible. God, I funny because I'm quite friendly with Mike Garson, and uh, so I had lunch with him last week. And just just fun sitting talking with someone that toured and lived with him and knew him so intimately since the seventies. You know. So missed, you know, such a such a great person. I don't think I was a, a massively great friend of his, but I would definitely um, uh, could contact him and reach out and, and chat with him and stuff like that. And and yeah, it's annoying when people die. It's really selfish. They're gone and you can never ring them ever again. I probably there are a handful of artists like I listen to Bowie at least every week. I listen to Tom Waits every week. You know, I probably listen to Dylan. You know, it. He's all right. Tom Waits is all right. He's all right. So, sure, he hasn't put out a record in over 10 years now. And, and that's my selfishness. Like, and, and that's the question. Why do I need a new Tom Waits record? I want one. I want a new Bush record. Why do I need a new Bush record? That's, but I do. 
so fun when you uh, like someone's perspective. And that's what liking a band is. It's like liking their perspective, sonically and lyrically, or whatever he turns you on about them. And it's like having another conversation with them. And, you know, I would love another Bowie record. I would love another Deftones record. I would love, uh, you know, Prince record, you know, which I could say Prince record. Who wouldn't love, who wouldn't have loved um, another Nirvana record? I mean, that was the big, that's the big hole in most people's lives. Yeah, so it's just it's just life is harsh. I remember being at, a, at a, an event once in New York. I was singing for a food uh, bank charity in New York. I saw um, Mike Mills and the crowd, and they'd just broken up. And I went down, I was on there, and I was like, and then Mike's here, and I'm like, but Mike, are you sure? We, we can't. What about what are we going to do? And he goes, you'll be fine. Heckling, he heckled me. You'll be fine. Yeah, because REM, I, again, REM, you know, they they might be, I mean, I, I say all these bands. REM's just another one of those bands I listen to all the time. What is so annoying, though, about them, and I'm going to be talking with both Stipe and Mills again here in a couple of weeks about uh, the anniversary of Up, but um, it, it's that Peter Buck and Mike Mills still play together in the baseball project. They still play together in a band together, and they play little clubs, and all we're missing is one guy who's also working on a solo record, like, guys, that's just mean. That's what that is. Stipe, Stipe working on a solo record. Yeah, he's put out a couple of the tracks in the past couple of years, and he says the record's almost done. There's a solo album. I haven't seen him in a while. I did, um, I got friendly with him at one point when I'd go to New York a few times, and we had a, a great friend in common, and um, I hung out, got to hang out with him a, a little bit more than normal, you know, coffees, and I think we had a lunch, I think I had lunch here. He's so serious. He's so he's very serious, man. And uh, he's amazing. I mean, he's mainly doing his sculpture, right? It's his biggest thing. I haven't seen that either. I would love, maybe I'd love one of his sculptures. He's lovely. He's a very, very nice man. Still does a lot of photography, still does a lot of sculpting, but has been making music. So at least if it's not REM, they're all still doing music. It's just under something else. With all that said, I'm excited that there's going to be another Bush record because you're always working on one, and you've mentioned that for oh, possibly yeah, next year. Oh, so good. I know the oh, yeah, um, Bring it on. In the meantime, Loaded the Greatest Hits is such a fun album. I'm enjoying this new song, Nowhere to Go But Everywhere. Gavin, I love talking to you, man. Thank you again for hanging out with me. Bye-bye. Yeah, all the best. Cheers. And my thanks to Gavin. The new Bush Best of compilation is called Loaded, The Greatest Hits, 1994 to 2023. Uh, you can, of course, dig deeper into this podcast series to find uh, all of my interviews with Gavin Rosdale. We've done uh, uh, plenty of them over the past few years. Big old thanks to you for checking out the episode. Again, please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out. Three new interviews every single week, a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date on your favorite artist and discover those new ones. Again, you can do so uh, any of the usual spots. That does include Spotify and Apple Podcast at NPR. YouTube for the video versions. Anywhere you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And after that, head over to WFPK.org. It's where I do a show Monday through Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. You get four hours of some of my favorites from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. There's uh, great new music. Uh, there's bonus interviews, lots of music news as well. One of my recent shows, uh, I featured the music of uh, Lou Reed, Oasis, Blur, 
David Bowie, The Human League, The Beastie Boys, Budos Band, Thievery Corporation, Ricky Lee Jones, Bob Dylan, John Prine, Churches, Genesis Owusu, Patti Smith, Wilco, Dave Matthews Band, Patti Griffin, uh, Lone Justice, Pink Floyd, Florence and the Machine, and my interview with Michael C. Hall. You'll know him uh, from Dexter or Six Feet Under. Uh, he stopped by with his uh, band, Princess Goes, to talk about their new record. Uh, just an example of what you hear every weeknight starting at 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on any of the social media sites. The address is always the same, at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Consequence Podcast Network. I've got to keep making music. I mean, I am. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.